0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to my Lifeblood podcast. Again, my name is Wendy from Wendy K Consulting. And before I begin today, I just want to share with you that I am just exhausted. I'm exhausted. I'm feeling like completely imbalanced, which is why today's topic is just so personal to me around focus and balance. Can you have one without the other? And I found pretty much the perfect person to talk to about this. So I know Dev Deep through—I um, got gosh, it was like what, maybe almost a year ago—we met at a the Portland State University mentoring event, and uh, he shared with me then that he had a passion for photography. But what do you know, Dev Deep is also a certified professional coach in career development and uh, life transitions coaching. And not only that, he is also a professor, he's an expert in data analytics, he is a, uh, I I would say, you know, what what do you call it, like a certified project manager. So DevDeep has so many passions, so many talents. He also has a PhD. And I'm thinking, wow, I have three interests and I am overwhelmed. How does DevDeep do all of this? So this is why I wanted to talk to him specifically around focus and balance. How do you juggle it all when you wanna do everything, but you only have the battery life of maybe doing only one or two things? So it's a pleasure today, Devdeep. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, tell us what you currently do and all the things that you want to do.
1: Uh, thank you, Wendy. It is, uh, once again, as always, a great experience chatting with you. Uh, I do remember our conversation the first time. This was about a year ago, as you correctly recollected. And uh, you had just won the Best Mentor Award at Portland State University. And I was like, who is this person who has a full-time job and you know takes time out to uh, mentor students here? And You uh, struck the chord there, the question of balance, uh, especially for people who are interested in too many things. Right. Um, So currently I uh, just completed teaching um, at Portland State University. I also got my coaching certification. So that is a business that my wife and I have started a big passion of ours. And uh, as you know, uh, I'm doing photography as a business in addition to healthcare data analytics. So a few different hats. Yeah. Uh, But uh, once again, if you uh, enjoy a lot of things, uh, it's probably not a bad idea to keep pursuing all of them. But again,
0: yeah. I mean, that's, I feel like that's what amazes me is that not only do you have those interests, but you're actually really good at them. Right. Um, Because I think for a lot of us, yeah, a lot of us may have interests and hobbies and things we're interested in pursuing, things that we um, just, you know, things that we do that make us happy, but we aren't necessarily maybe the best at. Um, But it seems like whatever you touch, you seem to be really good at it. So folks, if you've seen my headshot, Dev Deep is the person who did them. (laughs) He is an amazing photographer. And, you know, we've had some type of very light coaching conversations. He's also a really good coach. So it seems like you're, whatever your passionate are, you're, you're, the things that you're passionate in, your interest, not only um, are you interested in them, but you're good at them. So that's the piece that fascinates me. Like, How do you get the time to be able to focus on not just doing them, but doing them well?
1: That's a great question. I think uh, focusing has not always uh, been much of a problem for me. When I go into something, I tend to go really hard and really deep into it. Uh, the challenge is sometimes making sure that you are able to do everything, Right, the question of balance that you brought in. Yeah, so um, focusing, and I would like to say here that sometimes we um, we might not be feeling that we are great at something, but I think it's still important to pursue our passion. So to your point, there was a time when I used to feel very, uh, very little confidence with my photography. I used to think that I love it, but am I any good at it? Uh, would people actually ask me to take their pictures, right? And um, I have to say that you were very kind and generous because I didn't have a portfolio at that time. And you are like, you know, you are worth two hours of my time and you came in and you were fully prepared even though i was not a professional photographer and gave me that opportunity but i think that is one of the things that we need to realize that sometimes it might seem that we are not really good at something and maybe we aren't but if something is worth pursuing because we love doing it we should do it anyway and sometimes it might become our vocation as well
0: yeah and that's almost like the dream right the things that you're good at uh happens to also be the thing that you really like and you can combine you know what you're good at and what you like into something so productive that it can actually uh nourish you right um i feel like that's like the dream for a lot of people so something you said about you know that you when you get really focused on something you get pretty deep into it and it hasn't been an issue for you so let's talk about balance because the Cause that's been something that's on my mind of, can you have focus without balance and can you have balance without focus or are those two mutually kind of, you know, um, kind of corresponding to each other. So if you go so deep in, in all these things that you do, how do you balance all the things that you do?
1: Great question. Uh, for balance, once again, balance is the bigger challenge for me. I have thrown every project managing management tool in my arsenal at Balancing my life. Honestly, I think that focus and balance are two opposing forces. However, without balance, you tend to focus too hard and that takes you off way to one side. Right. So balance is very important. But then again, it's not the same thing as focus. And I feel that um, an overall idea of where you want to be. Mm -hmm. Right our goals, our visions are really important to set that focus and balance in their proper places. Right. For example, six months ago, I had an idea that I want to complete my certification in six months. Mm -hmm. And then a couple other things came my way, which is, uh, you know, teaching at Portland State University, for example. And the other thing was, of course, coronavirus. Right. So The overall goal, if you have that kind of uh, uh, an overall goal, like a a pole star in your mind, then it's easy to keep that in mind and think that, okay, in addition to every other thing that I'm doing in this particular field, this is where I want to reach. And then you can use different project management tools because your different passions or your different interests are really like different projects that a project manager does, right? So then you can allocate that in a particular week, this is the amount of time I'm going to allocate to something or in a particular month, this is the goal I want to reach. Mm. And that really helps. Now some people are very project oriented, very organized. They love creating, you know, those amazing calendar schedules, and that's something that they thrive on. For some, that's too much. That's uh, not a great use of time. For some, just keeping a list of priorities, maybe a notebook in their hand that, you know, they always remind themselves that, okay, this was something I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So how much organization someone needs to do is probably a factor of who they are. But having those interests in your head, having those goals in your head uh, and using project management tools, I would say that that has worked for me.
0: So I, I thought it was really interesting that you said that uh, focus and balance are actually opposing forces. Because in my head, I have been thinking about them as, you know, they're um, that you could almost have, not have one without the other maybe. But I think what you're saying is resonating with me a little more than my original thinking. Um, and the way I'm kind of processing right now is if you can focus all your time on something that is really driving your interest and your energy, uh, you may not be balancing other parts of your life really well. Yes. Versus if you're so focused on trying to balance everything, uh, you may find that you're not actually focusing on anything. So I I find that pretty striking as a concept now. So um, you talked a few times about using kind of project management tools to manage your time and to manage all your interests. So for people who are listening and watching and not familiar with project management or what that really means, could you like explain in a different way of what does that mean really? And how can somebody without that background also do what you're doing?
1: Absolutely. So uh, project management tools, essentially the, the easiest or simplest project management tool is a diary or a notebook where you list the five different things that you need to do in a day. Right. And a lot of people keep uh, pads on their fridges, on magnets and things like that. Th- those are also very simple project management tools. At the complete extreme end are things like using Mo- Microsoft Outlook or um, tools like Slack or Trello, mm-hmm. where essentially what you're doing is you are putting out these are the things that I need to do like broad headings, right? For example, you have five different interests or five different jobs. So for example, for you, you are creating this podcasts. You're also a coach and mentor and you're working uh, at Red Hat. So a lot of things which demand your attention and you keep all these three things and the goals that you need to drive, right? Every particular, every week or every month. And then you break those things down into how much time they take and allocate the amount of time for each one of those. And that I think is the biggest challenge that we have. We always underestimate the amount of time something can take. Yeah. So the essence of project management is really estimating, breaking up full work, a goal down into smaller uh, digestible bits so that you can estimate correctly how much each of those bits will take and then allocating time for that i think that is really yes. the sense of time management uh, project management whether yeah. you use a pen and paper and you use a or you use a an app for it
0: yeah i, I love that you're kind of broke it down to really it's about goal setting it's kind of what i'm hearing is you know figure out what it is that you want to try to achieve and think about the things that you used to get there and then kind of start planning your resources towards that right mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of curious, you know, with like coronavirus and the pandemic and the lockdown, um, how has that changed for you in terms of, you know, all the things that you do want to pursue, all your interests, Has that changed at all? Um, or has it helped you?
1: It does, it it did change. So, um, in terms of photography, obviously going out and photographing people has become very hard, so that has kind of taken a back step. But then uh, different other types of photography, for example, astrophotography and product photography, these you don't really need to be in close proximity with anyone. So those have uh, worked out really well. On the other hand, in terms of coaching, this is quite interesting. Um, When I started with the concept of coaching, I thought that in-person coaching is really the way to go. When I got my training... I actually got trained uh, in in-person classes. Um, there's a fantastic coaching institution here in Portland where I uh, went. And I couldn't imagine coaching via Zoom or via, you know, web yep. interfaces at that time. But since January, the whole concept in my mind has changed. Mm. When you are in a conversation with someone over zoom you can actually forget the rest of the world because all your focus is in one place and you can be in a comfortable environment yeah so it is actually not as difficult so it it takes a little bit of a paradigm shift in your mind because you want to be with that person right you mm-hmm. want to take advantage of all the nonverbal gestures yeah but uh, it's amazing how much we can express even within this small window as your podcast is a testament to how much I have learned and I have gained from, you know, just watching your podcast where it's you and another person, but we are only able to see a little bit of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I would agree. In some ways, I think, uh, you know, it's enabled us to connect uh, more creatively Right, um, I still think there is a lot of value in the in person connection. Right, there's just something that you can't replace with the in person, um, physical kind of you know, seeing somebody, hearing somebody, and um, and just kind of being in that physical proximity with that person. I think there's a lot of value in that, um, and at the same time it's uh now there's no such thing as well we can't make it because you're too far away or this is just not a convenient time because of commute now it's what we it's at our fingertips so it's really more just about do we have the desire to connect and i think a lot of people do want to connect more now um and actually you know for me personally uh, i think the pandemic and just being going through a lockdown and especially the time when i was um you know, kind of focusing on the podcast and on my practice. Um, I think I, this, this time of calm, at least it was for me has allowed me to actually slow down and to focus better and to balance better. So what I had noticed was that in order for me to balance, I had to focus on a select few. So I had to be more selective in what I chose to focus on so that I can have the balance. And it was very much about having the ownership and the empowerment of choice of, what do I pick to focus, right? Because in balance for me, and and by the way, balance, what balance looks like for me is that I'm able to do the things that um, requires my energy but at the same time that I can get energy out too. So that for me is what balance really means. So in order for me to gain that balance, I had to be really good at saying no to things, you know? Um, and at the same time, I'm also hearing people say that it's it's kind of getting tough for them to say no because a lot of people's bosses um, are saying, well, if you don't have the commute now and you have all the time at home, why can't you, you know, take on an extra task or whatever. So uh, in some ways, I think some people are still struggling.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that. I think uh, that has been my challenge for the longest time, not being able to say no and often spreading myself too thin, taking on too much responsibility. And uh, you're absolutely right. If you want to focus on the things that you love most and bring your best self into it, you need to be not exhausted, not tired and very productive. And, uh, I have understood now the importance of of being able to say no, so that you can say yes to things more vehemently and uh, be more productive. But I think it's still, for me, it's still a work in progress, but yeah, I would, I would like to be better at it.
0: Yeah, it is. And yeah. And that actually just made me think of boundaries. Right. Um, you know is part of having those boundaries around mm-hmm. um the choices right um what you want to choose to include on your plate and what you you know need to cut out and sometimes you have to cut things that you um think that you might still enjoy you know i came to face with this decision a few months ago um and not to say that you know i was um so to kind of give you kind of a short backstory, so I had an opportunity to apply to be a board member for a nonprofit organization that I really respected and admired. And it was something that I wanted to do for a really long time. It was something that it was actually my career goals to, to want to do is to be a board member of an organization. And after some thinking and prioritizing, I actually said no to pursuing it even I have to, even after going into the application process. And not to be presumptuous that I would have gotten it at the end, but I did stop the process because I realized that in order for me to commit to giving it my best effort, I would have to cut something else off my plate. And at that time, I wasn't ready to do that. And oftentimes, so that kind of makes me think, oftentimes when people think of boundaries and no, it, that it sounds that it's almost harsh or that it's, you know, maybe you're doing a disservice to yourself or to others. Actually, really, it's oftentimes it's about hearing for yourself. And sometimes it's, you know, it's uh, you're saying no to things that you may even enjoy. But you but you're just being very honest about what you want to handle and what you want to
1: manage. Absolutely. I think that's you you hit, hit the nail on the head there about saying no to things that you enjoy. Because I think it's easy for us to say no to things that we don't think are useful for us, right? No. But the real challenging decisions are when things are too good. And right. I think that's one of the concepts that we, uh, we are actually discussing and we bring in our coaching organization is the concept of whole person coaching, right? Mm-hmm. Because there are things that are good to you in part. For example, something might be very enjoyable. Something might uh, be very uh, good to you in the short term, right? But when you're considering, when you're really saying no to something, you're taking all of it into context. Right? Yeah. And you're thinking, okay, given the entirety of myself, given the other things that I love and the other things, the, the balance that is important to my life, this is not overall a good thing. And that's where that, that decision is very hard. If it's an easy decision, then it might not be the right decision sometimes.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I'm curious now because you're still someone that I always think of as like, oh my gosh, the person who does so many things, right? I find that, again, very admirable. something I kind of almost wish I had the capacity to do. So what are you choosing to focus on right now? I mean, you have a whole gamut of different talents that you have and the things that you're really good at anywhere from photography to data science. So what is your, you know, what is your number one goal right now?
1: going forward? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Right now, my number one goal is to set up my coaching business because I think this is a time where uh, I can be of really good service because people are going through a transition. So my focus is life and career transition mm-hmm. coaching. And this is a time when people are going through a lot of transitions. There's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of challenges, and um, some of it is related to health. Some of it is related to finances. Yeah. And this is a time where I think I, I can be of most service, most use to people. The other thing that I am balancing, uh, focusing on right now is photography, mm. because in Oregon uh, you don't get a lot of sun all year round. So right. it's only another maybe year, uh, month, and month and a half. Of sun that we can get so sometimes you have to focus on things that are you know that depend on time right yeah. so those are the two focuses on my uh, two things first and foremost on my plate teaching and data science is going to take a back burner until next winter when i start teaching again
0: yeah it seems like you have that kind of really well planned out so i'm kind of curious because you know coaching is where you want to focus your energy now and you just got certified um, so tell me a little more about it. Like what is your philosophy around kind of your approach? Um, like if someone were to work with you, uh, what will be good for them to know about your approach or philosophy and just how you would work with them around life transitions?
1: Yeah, I think the, uh, concept as I was mentioning is of, uh, we call it whole person coaching. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that the person who comes to a coach, is not just the bringing the problem but they're also bringing the solution now if you think of uh, project management or consulting which is the background that i come from um, when you want someone to do something the best buy-in or best uh, you know compliance that you get is when they actually agree with the concept when it comes from them when the solution comes from them right So the idea of coaching is that the solution comes from your client. They express their interests. They express their passions. And whether you're guiding them to a new career or you're guiding them through a transition in life, they are the people who are best equipped to make a decision on what is the best solution for them. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So my coaching uh, methodology involves providing that platform so that they can talk about themselves, talk about their interests and honestly bring their full self to themselves, which is sometimes something we hide from ourselves. Right. Yeah. I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example, uh, of this interest in multiple things. So when I was, uh, you know, in my high school, I knew that I was interested in arts and I also knew that I was interested in biology. But I didn't consider arts to be my first career choice because I was scared. I didn't know whether I'll be good at it. And I didn't know whether I will earn any money from it. So I went into medicine, right? Uh, Because I like biology as well. But that, if I had brought my full self out, then I wouldn't have only considered what is going to get me more money, but I'd also have thought about what's going to make me happiest. Yeah. And that I think is the, concept that we want to follow. We want to bring all of that out and, you know, expose the person to their own inner self, that this is what you're good at. This is what you love doing. Yeah. And that, that's, that's a lot more effective in getting them to follow their goals and follow their, uh, you know, next steps. if, If the solution comes from them.
0: Yeah. I love that. And, you know, as a fellow coach, I completely, uh, you know am aligned to that thinking is that i love the way you put it is you know the client doesn't just bring a problem they also actually bring a solution and really the relationship is uncovering what that solution could look like right and and just you know again thinking about how do we want to spend our time how do we how do we want to spend time on things that not just um takes our energy but also gives us energy back and i think that's an aspect that's really important especially now when you know, I think a lot of people are, you know, still stretched pretty thin, uh, especially for folks who are, you know, working parents and, you know, or they have, you know, folks that they are taking care of, uh, you know, we're not out of the woods with the pandemic in the sense that, you know, we have, we can go back to the way it was. So folks are still kind of trying to figure out what's next from here and how, they, how can they do it
1: all? Having said that, you know, it just amazes me. Human resilience
0: yeah.
1: is such a great thing. I mean, we talked about adopting a web-based lifestyle and people yeah. are working from home. Like you said, they are taking care of their kids. A lot of uh, people have to take care of their kids going to school from home while they're also attending meetings at home. And a lot of people have to you know, deal with the fact that they cannot travel. So they are making sure that they are enjoying themselves within the limits that they have. A lot of people are financially, you know, very strapped, right? Mm. Uh, Given the different businesses that cannot work right now. And in spite of everything, people are just keeping on following the very restrictive social guidelines, but trying to keep themselves and everyone else healthy. I'm just really amazed that, I mean, one year ago versus now, it's amazing how much lifestyle of people have changed, but we are still dealing with it and we are still going forward. It's just such an inspiration.
0: Yeah. it. Yeah. I I would agree. I think if anything um, we've seen a lot of, you know, a lot have a lot of sides and faces of humanity come out from the last few months. Um, definitely one of them is resilience and our ability to, um, for a lot of us to adapt and to make the best of, you know, what we have right now. So, which kind of makes me think, you know, it, like you said, it's perfect timing for you to launch this new kind of venture of yours. That's um, I think you're, you're great at, And I think that will bring you a lot of energy. And I think it's going to be something that a lot of folks are going to need. And um, so with that, if folks want to get in touch with you and they just want to, you know, even just have a conversation on what that kind of looks like, you know, how can they, how can they do that?
1: Yeah. So uh, we have set up our website. Uh, it's called manaslifecoaching.com. M-A-N-A-S lifecoaching.com. Uh, manas Life uh, M-A-N-A-S Life and the word manas in Sanskrit means mind. And I think that's where everything kind of germinates. I love that. Yeah. And uh, they can also email me at manaslifecoaching@gmail.com at gmail.com.
0: That's awesome. Well, folks, you know, I started out saying that I was completely exhausted and I can honestly say that I feel a sense of calm, a sense of calm, because I think, you know, when we process through the things that take away our energy, but then we also reflect on what can give us energy. I think it kind of ground us a little bit to think about, Again, what do we really want to spend our time on? What are the choices are we making today to adapt to our environment, to adapt to ourselves and our changing passions and interests? Um, again, Devdeep here is an amazing and talented person. I feel like everything he does, he does really well. So I have no doubt that his um new venture his new practice into life transitions coaching and career development that he will be a real a really effective partner for those who want to work with him again his website and email are down below so it's my contact if you want to reach out to me and talk more about the topic of um, focus and balance i feel like i learned a lot today from the conversation and if you feel like you got something out of it please like and share you know, submit a comment, um, drop me a note if you like, don't forget to subscribe. And once again, thank you for tuning in. And my name is Wendy Kay from Wendy King Consulting. Thank you so much, Deb
1: Thank you.